Thanks for coming again today. Appreciate you coming. Uh, obviously, we've got a um, got another great opportunity this week against another really good football team, one of the best offensive football teams in the country. Guy that I highly respect. Uh, uh, probably the, was the biggest reason that I was able to go spend some time at A and M with Coach Sumlin. Those guys was Cliff. He. He, uh, he was probably as instrumental as anyone in getting me that opportunity to go down there and work with those guys. And, man, it was, a, it was definitely a godsend trying to spend some time with him because he's a great offensive mind. So it'll be fun being able to get on the field and compete against a good friend there. And there's lots of good friends on that staff, lots of really good football coaches. So it'll be a fun weekend there. Uh, just to give you a little update on some of our guys from a health standpoint, I know that's some things that you, you can use. Uh, obviously, um, Montel's still out. Bobby's still out. Bobby Hartzog, Montel. Damani's going to be out again this week. Uh, DeAndre Ford is still out with that thumb. And then Jackie Desir is probably going to be out this week. Um, and we'll see how he progresses as we get into the weeks uh, that come. Uh, Trey Parmalee, we hope to get Trey, Keon, and Brandon Stewart all back. Hopefully we can get those back. We'll have to see how the week progresses because uh, – uh, it's not a slam dunk yet for those guys, but they're progressing pretty nicely. So that's where we're at uh, from an injury standpoint. Gives you a little bit of an idea as we move forward. Um, you know, I know there's going to be lots of questions about about these guys, and I want to make sure I'm answering everything directly. So since you said hello to me, Matt, won't you start off? <laughs> I, uh, I, I was wondering if you know, in, at the high school level, if you've got a team that plays a bunch of freshmen or sophomores early in their careers at the varsity level. The thought is, hey, by the time they're seniors, they're going to really be rocking and rolling and have experience and all that stuff. Does, does that same concept apply to, to college football? I think it does. I think it, it does, but it relates to um, freshmen in college, but sophomores in high school. You know, it, particularly where I came from, if you, if you played a lot of sophomores on the varsity uh, and they got a lot of experience, typically those teams were pretty good by the time those kids hit their senior years because you give them something that they can't get. You, you might actually have a quarterback that, that has played more than one year, maybe even more than two. So uh, a lot of times that gives you some experience that you really can't gain uh, otherwise. Some of the better teams I've ever been around down there, uh, they've had teams that they started a bunch of sophomores. Not, not as many freshmen down there, but a bunch of sophomores. But collegiately, you do see it, I think, a lot more with freshmen, true freshmen, redshirt freshmen. And uh, I, I think we're kind of in the middle of that right now. Yeah, does it, does it do enough for them uh, physically, too? Obviously, that's the experience and the, the mental side of it and all that. But physically, does that benefit them, too? Or, or? I think the, time, the thing they need for, for the physical part to come along is time, yeah. time and development, you know, time in the weight room, time with our strength staff, uh, time for really uh, the good Lord to touch them a little bit and let them grow. <laughs> you know, they're not all done growing by the time they get here, which, you know, that's good, too. Uh, so you'll see those guys, a lot of them will make big jumps between their freshman and sophomore years, uh, true freshman and sophomore years, and some of them it's, it's a year later. So, uh, you know, th their growth and their, their strength, their size, their length, I mean, the good news is most of those guys are still growing in some facet, whether it's growing taller or getting wider or getting faster, some of their development still ahead of them. The good thing, though, is when they're playing young, they're getting, to, they're getting to see the things that they need to see from a schematic standpoint that you just can't give them until you get them out there on that big field. Is that Josh Stanford healthy? He's not. You know, Josh has got, uh, and I should, should have talked about him a little bit, he's got uh, a nagging uh, ha uh, hamstring injury that's giving him some problems. 
he'll get healthy and then he'll get right to the to the edge and he's just not there. It'll start yanking on him again. He looked a little bit better today, this morning. So I've got high hopes. I thought every week he was going to be fine, but he hasn't gotten to that point yet. Uh, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, some of those other guys have actually done a pretty good job. You know, it's one of those deals where guys kind of step in and they, they continue to get reps. I mean, we got Booker back next week, which certainly helped. Uh, so hopefully he can get well pretty quick here so he can start competing to get back in there because we need some depth. What's the story with Booker? I know you guys raved about him, particularly you, all off camp. Right. Uh, and, and he certainly looked the part, and we could see why he did last week. Uh, I mean, that's pretty incredible for a guy to be injured and then just come out and make that kind of impact. What, what do you like about him? Well, I think that when I think of uh, Jeremiah Booker, I think of work ethic. I think of something that almost I don't know any coach that doesn't love that. Uh, when, I, when I think of him, I think of a guy that is a tireless worker. When we were talking to his high school coaches and we were recruiting him down there, uh, the thing that they always talk about is how they had several lift, lift times every day for in the summer, and he made it to every single one of them. And that's really how he's been here. I mean, he's a tireless worker. He's a, he's really, he approaches the game like a pro does. He takes care of his body in the, in the, in the uh, training room, in the weight room. Everybody that has really been around him has talked about him being a pro. And I think that's a testament to him. But he's a talented guy now. He's a big guy, big in stature. I was looking at him yesterday, and he's obvious. I mean, he he's a big dude already, but he's got some growing left to do. I mean, I, I watched, looked at him the other day, and I remember looking at Alan Lazard the other day from Iowa State, who is a great-looking guy. We recruited him at uh, A&M, and, man, he, just in a short year, he's turned into a man. I mean, and I'm hoping that, you know, Booker will turn out like that because he's got a similar build to him. You know, production-wise, you know, that, that's yet to be seen. But in terms of the build, he does remind me a little bit of Allen. Yeah, and you've obviously had compliments for, for Chase, too, in that regard, comparing him to Mike Evans and that kind of thing. What separates two kids like that? They, they both have good friends and, and, you know, look like you can see them filling out. What, what, what separates the two from one guy kind of exploding on here like Booker did and, and Chase still coming along? Right. Well, uh, you know, Chase is another great work ethic guy. I mean, he's a guy that got here early, graduated early. I mean, he'll do anything you ask him to do. Um, I think the thing for Chase is he played, a, he played at a school where he was a little bit more used in a little bit more of a multiple fashion, whereas Book played at a school where he was a wide receiver, and he developed. And I know Book's coach, I mean, those guys know what they're talking about when it comes to developing wideouts. Uh, Chase's coach is phenomenal because he used him so many different ways, but I think that – when it comes to developing as a wideout, much like Mike, Mike, his first year was he he was a little bit out of sorts until he kind of learned the craft and he just continued to work to get better. Chase has done the same thing. You know, some of these things we we have some of these competitions throughout the week where we we have these things called hawk bowls and those are great opportunities for those young guys to really stand out. And and Chase has been a guy that we're able to utilize his length and throw the ball up to him and he's done a good job of developing. When the ball was thrown to You can teach it. I mean, we say all the time, the only way to get better at catching the ball in any different area is to do it a lot. So it's muscle memory. We, we live on those jugs. If you've been out there, I mean, we have to buy jugs every, I mean, as, as often as any other team because we live on those jugs and we try to catch a million balls. Uh, but, you know, Book, he, he's a guy that has that. I mean, he, he does. He has, some, he has some, uh, some aggression in him when it comes to attacking the football. 
and he has great hand-eye coordination. He controls his body pretty well. There was one ball the other day that he misplayed. I would have loved to have seen him come down with that, but I mean, he he also made a couple of really nice catches on some back shoulders there. You know, and those freshmen, you know, Emmanuel Moore had an opportunity on a back shoulder on a, on a little roundup play down the sideline that you would have loved to have seen him make, but I think he'll get better from that that experience. I mean, that was his first touch, I think, in a Division One game the other day, so that was good to get that out of the way so they can move to the next landmark in their career. When you look from upstairs and look at your defense, it just looks tiny. Do you ever brainstorm and think, well, maybe if we move a defensive end, a linebacker, move a linebacker to safety, just crazy stuff like that just to be bigger? You know, uh, it's really not crazy. I mean, it's one of those deals where you are. You're always looking for something to make you better. Uh, the, the hard part about it is you've got to face the reality, too. Bigger is not necessarily better. Um, sometimes a guy is two or three inches taller, but his skill set is not as developed yet. Uh, and the other kid has a better working knowledge, which allows him to be a little bit more efficient or a lot more efficient out there. Uh, yeah, Tom, I'll be honest with you. There's times when I look out there and I'm like, man, boy, I'd like to have, I'd like Mike to be, Mike Gladsick to be another two inches taller and about another 10 pounds heavier and a little bit quicker to get down there in that B gap from that boundary safety spot. But, you know, we just don't have that yet. We don't have a, a guy that's been able to beat him out to this point. We've got some young guys that are getting there, but to this point, the guy continues to be the best that we have in practice and he's, you know, he's, he's being as effective as he can be to this point. He's got to get better. We, we need him to be continue, continue to get better as well. But, yeah, I mean, obviously we'd like to be taller, longer, faster, bigger, and stronger. And, you know, we're trying to address those things during the season. We're not waiting until the offseason. We're doing those things right now in the weight room and our development. We're trying to develop right now. With, the, with even the seniors, we're trying to develop right now to try to make those guys better, make those pieces better. Uh, yeah, that hurts us pretty good. You know, we're down to – you're probably looking at, at at four deep, but three that have played significantly, you know, at that point. So – and the rest of them are not – you know, it's the middle of the season. Not everybody's completely healthy. So, it, it just is what it is. Jackie's got a uh, – he's got an MCL uh, tear that's going to take – it's going to take a couple of weeks. Uh, so, I mean, he if he could play, he would, man. He wants to play. He's a tough dude. He just can't do it right now with that tear. So, yeah, our, our depth is down just a little bit there, but it gives an opportunity for somebody young to step in there and try to make some plays. You um, put an emphasis on getting walk-ons, and every coach tells walk-ons that you can earn a chance to play. But when you are able to show that Michael Gladsick is starting, Chevy Graham is playing a lot, do you think that gets their attention a little bit more? Uh, it, it's got to reinforce it. It really does have to reinforce it. And – you know, when, you, when you're out there on the recruiting trail and you're talking about, you're trying to tell your story about the future and you're giving opportunity to people that, um, that may be just a hair short or just a step slow right now that you hope will, will be able to develop, I mean, you've got to hope that that resonates with them. You do. When you, you see Simpke out there playing a bunch of snaps for us and he was a walk-on. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there that weren't brought here as scholarship players. They may have a scholarship now because they've been here two years and they don't count as an initial. But... There's a lot of guys out there that are getting significant minutes that were brought here as walk-ons. And, you know, that's like we said before, we talked about it being a great opportunity for some guys. And some people are making the most of it, and then some are not making as much as they could. And we need them to step up and help us even more. After watching the tape on, on Ryan, what would you like and what can he do better? 
Uh, I tell you, uh, once again, I go back to I, I like his demeanor. I, I like how he he uh, he handled the moment. I like how he, he he made a mistake and he didn't let it rattle him. I mean, he came right back and and was able to continue to 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 look forward and didn't let one one bad play turn into two or three down the road, which was good. I thought after the initial drive of the game. Uh, where we scored, you know, we scored on that first drive. But uh, early, I thought after he settled down, he started really seeing the field well and understanding where to start and go with the ball. Once he did that, he kind of caught a little bit of a rhythm there, which was good. And I thought when he got into the open field and scrambled, uh, the guy showed some poise and found open receivers down the field, which is something that you knew he could do, but you just don't know until you get him out there in significant minutes to see it. So he, he did uh, He did, He did. did some good things as a first, first game starter. I think he was the first – true freshman starter here to throw a touchdown since Todd Reese. So that, you know, that's a big deal. I mean, that's something that we talk to him about. And I mean, we high five him and say, man, that's a big deal. I mean, that's, that's hard to do in college football. So uh, hopefully he can continue to improve. He'll stay humble. He'll keep working like he, he is right now. He'll continue to work on being a leader. He was really vocal with his guys over there. And hopefully he can keep chipping away at trying to improve each week. Do you, do you have to prevent yourself from looking too far down the road? I mean, Right. Um, I'm not sure the word excited about the future as mu as much as it is. We I, I say this a lot. We have to deal in reality, and the reality is is that we have a lot of young guys playing. We also have a lot of seniors here that deserve better than what we're giving them right now. So in order for us to give them the the best of a senior year, we need to make sure that we're developing these young guys as fast and as, as solid as we can. But all the while understanding that those guys have years left and the quicker we can get them developed, the better it's going to be for us down the road. And you know what? Hey, listen, it is, it is what it is. Well, you are always developing. And I know that that might be a little bit of an easy way to answer that question. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the future because I know we got the right guys here right now, and I can't wait to add a few more good men with it because that's going to do nothing but help us. Uh, you know, he just got here with us. Uh, haven't seen a lot of him. Saw him yesterday, kicking a little bit. Um, uh, watching him, he's got a he's got a pretty live leg. But you know, once a guy, he hasn't been in on any of that stuff yet. So it's far, it'd be very hard for me to comment on him yet. Uh, he, he he kicks the ball pretty good, not not great, but pretty good. It, I've only seen him one day. Yeah, he's a guy that, uh, you know, our roster was full for, the, for you know, for a while here. And then we've, we've had a little bit of attrition, obviously, with injury and things like that that allow us to add a guy that we need here if we need to. Uh, so he's, he's joined us, and we, we've been in, he's been in the works for a couple weeks now, just making sure that we get everything from a compliance standpoint straight. And he was out there for the first time yesterday. Uh, no, not this week. Okay. Not this week. But there will always be a competition. He's just – he hasn't done it behind anybody out there yet. Sure. Now, I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, we've got some emergency deals if something were to happen, but uh, he's not the or this week. Probably probably could have put that down there better for you. Yeah, is that an area that you have to improve? I mean, it seems like those two guys, you know, Ruben got his chance this week and just not quite clicking yeah. consistently anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, that for me uh, – for a guy that prides himself on special teams, 
Uh, I thought we, we got out the gate pretty good in that area for the first couple, three games. And if I said there was an area of dis disappointment for me, personally, for me, um, it's that area. You know, we, we have not flipped the field from that punt, uh, punt game perspective, and we've got to continue to get better. We, we put a lot of time into it. And for us to put the amount of time into it and the production that we're getting, uh, you know, I think that, that says that we as coaches got to look inside. We got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, man, are we doing something wrong? Are we doing something that we got to get better at? Because it's, it's not always, you know, just those players' fault. If it's consistently happening, man, we got to put our, our pride aside and say, hey, man, what are we doing to make sure we're putting them in the positions that we need to put them in? And believe me, we're turning over every rock, making sure that we put those guys in the best position. You know, they can only do what they can do. And then we got to do the best we can do to try to make them better than what, what they even are. So we got to get better at that as a staff, myself, Coach Hyman, all the guys on our, on our staff, and then, you know, the, the players as well. You know, I mean, we've got to do a better job of keeping the ball in play and, um, you know, minimizing those short punts that, that – create shanks that that's been those are big time momentum swings in games when you see that so we got to minimize those that we always talk about controlling the controllables and I've always felt like that was a controllable and we haven't controlled that one and that one right there is uh sticking in my side right now well I mean he's a guy that's been pressed into playing time he's gotten his opportunity <laughs> Um, and, you know, he's done a couple of good things out there, but, man, he's got a lot to get better at. Now, he doesn't have a lot of playing experience. He's played on some special teams, but he played out there at Nickel a bunch the other day, and, you know, he, he did some really nice things, but he also made some mistakes that young guys make, uh, guys that haven't had a lot of experience. And, and some of those mistakes are costly at times. So, um, you know, he's like the rest of those guys. I mean, they've got to learn to make sure that they take care of everything pre-snap, make sure they're in the right spots, that the spacing's good, that they're disguising that he understands who's taking quarterback and who's not, you know, just things like that, that that until you play and you digest all the things that happened before a snap, I think he'll be better this week because he's had a little bit of experience, you know. Can you talk more about your relationship with, with Cliff? Um, just, you know, you, you mentioned it at the beginning, and, and what kinds of things did you learn from him, and, and, and how did that all go down? How, why, why do you think he wanted you and helped you get down there? Uh, Cliff took the job as the offensive coordinator at Houston when I took the job leaving here to go to Rice as the uh, offensive coordinator. And we played them at Rice, and we, we did not have a great team, but we were coming on offensively. We were doing okay. And uh, we played those guys there at Rice, and I think we won that game on a last-second play. We threw a, a little corner route out of, out of a three-by-one set. I'll never forget that. And um, – after the game, I got another text from him. We had routinely text back and forth, but uh, the text was a little diff different. It was like, hey, man, you did a great job. Man, that was uh, – congratulations. And that's hard for a guy that I think they probably – them and Summy were favored to win that game. And we were able to come away with that victory. So, he's that type of a humble guy, man. I'm going to tell you this, you know – there's so many things. I mean, he's such a good-looking dude. That's kind of something that people talk about all the time. But, man, if you knew this guy, what a – I mean, I don't know I don't know if I know five humans better than Cliff Kingsbury. I really don't. He is a humble, hardworking, blue-collar, 4.30 in the morning working out. You know, I mean, every single day grinding. You know, we'll be in there on a Sunday morning. And, I mean, he's in there at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Most guys are – you know, coming in a little bit later than that or a lot later than that. I mean, he is a hard-working, quiet, needs no 
needs no applause guy. I mean, he's he's a guy that as much as he's been in the media, he doesn't he doesn't require that. I mean, he is a very humble guy. If I learned anything from him, it's really that I thought I worked hard. This dude works now, and he's quiet. He, and if you're a good dude, man, he loves you. I mean, he is one of them guys, and he. I think really, I think I. He got I got the call from him because of that game. To be honest with you, I think he was impressed with what maybe some of the things we did in the passing game that day. Our defensive tackle has long been a tough spot for Kansas ever since going all the way back to games with Clinton, mm-hmm. particularly depth-wise. Uh, is that the hardest place to find guys? You know, it it is. And Tom, it's I don't know that it's unique to Kansas. I think it's uh, it is though. There's not a lot of those humans out there. They're just they're they're not a lot of them. I mean they're they're kind of a rare breed. So trying to find those guys and when you find really good ones, boy, it's really hard. I mean finding the really good ones that 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 pile is even smaller. You know, there's a lot of I mean those guys you think about it, they're big, and you need them to be 300 pounds. But you oh by the way you need them to be quick to be able to get pass rush on some other 300 plus pounders. Uh, so those skill sets are hard to find. So. Um, you know, I would venture to say that might be the most missed place. When you miss, I think, at least in my career, I've seen the most misses there as I have any other position because they're just hard to find. There's not a lot of them out there. And sometimes they come in different packages. I mean, there's a kid named Nikita, what, Nikita Whitlock that was at Wiley. Was a, I think he was a first-time, first-team All-American, played for Wake Forest, plays for the uh, New York Giants right now and is killing it. And he's about 5'9". And a half, maybe 5'9", and about 260 pounds, and he is a monster. He was a 5A player of the year. We recruited him here at KU. He went to Wake Forest, and you wouldn't think that's who that was. James McClinton, same thing. I mean, that guy wasn't a big dude. He's out of Garden Lakeview. Not a big dude, but was the Big 12 defensive lineman of the year. Man, sometimes they come in different packages, and you just never know which one's the guy. So you got to keep recruiting and try to evaluate them right. Do you look at heavyweight wrestlers or power forwards or – yeah, most of those power forwards are still on the basketball court. That's where all our DNs are. And our line, all those guys are out there, unfortunately. But, you know, that I, I always forget that there's another sport or two out there that are taking some of these good-looking bodies, you know. So, uh, same thing, you know, with basketball. But as far as trying to find those, uh, those big dudes, most of them, if they're that size, they're, they're playing football. I think it's just how good are they, you know. And they may be big, but do they have the skill set necessary? I mean, we got a bunch of big guys. We ain't getting off blocks very good. You know, and I know, I know this. I know Coach Thibodeau can coach. He's pretty good at what he does. His guys at Tulsa were really good, and we just got to keep developing the ones we got. You have a guy like Keon Kenner who able to contribute early on, but now his body is not allowing him to have that same type of contribution. What kind of headspace is he in? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. It's one of those deals where uh, you know everybody's banged up at this time of year, and he's exactly like those guys. I mean. It's one of those deals where I'm sure it works on you a little bit, but this is his first year of true Division One football. So I think for him and a number of other guys, you got to learn that, hey, very few people are playing at 100%. So we got to learn to play at less than 100% and play at a high level. And we need him to continue to do that. You know, he tried to go. He is a tough guy. I mean, I do not doubt anything in that, but we need him to – to get himself back mentally where he needs to be to get back out on the field and help us. And I think this week will be good for him to try to get him back to that position. Is, is there any way that playing Tech after playing Baylor 
will benefit your team, especially defensively? Yeah, definitely. I think formationally and what they do, it'll definitely help us. They're very different in terms of how they attack people. Um, don't be fooled by those formations. Those those uh, plays are very, very different. But uh, but in terms of the spacing and understanding disguising and things like that, I think it'll be – I mean, just watching practice or walk through this morning, I could already see – a lot more retention that was will be helpful this week, I think, as we move forward. Now, they're good now. I mean, as you guys know, they they got the leading passing offense in the country. Uh, they got some of the most explosive guys that play Division One football, Jakeem Grant. You know, I, I recruited this dude out of uh, Mesquite Horn. I mean, this guy can fly now. He can really run. He scored four touchdowns in four different ways, I think, this year. Uh, he's a talented guy. They you know their quarterback, Mahomes, I think I said it the other day, his dad is an unbelievable athlete, professional athlete. Coach Sumlin knew him back when we were at A&M. Uh, man, this guy, he can extend plays like you like you wouldn't believe. Where Seth Russell sat in there and just threw it, this guy can get out of that pocket a lot. And, boy, man, I mean, I'm sure you, you guys saw some of the plays. I mean, he had a, a couple of scramble throws he threw against Baylor that were like, oh, my goodness, how did he do that? I mean, he reminds me a little bit of – of Johnny in regard to the escapability that he has, uh, you know, for sure. You know, defensively, David Gibbs, those guys do a great job. I mean, I highly respect David Gibbs. Uh, he does a great job. I think he's a former Kansas guy. He used to coach here a long time ago. But his defenses are known for turning, making people turn the football over. You know, in Houston two years ago, they led the country. Uh, a year ago, I know they were in the top five. I mean, they value turnovers. So, I mean, he, it's going to be a great challenge against those guys this week. J.J. Gaines, that, that DB, I think he leads the conference in interceptions. they got some good players. Let's take two more questions. Hey, Joe, how is Taylor feeling after taking some snaps for the first time in a long time? Man, he's feeling, he's feeling really good. You know, I, I saw a stat the other day. Katie and I were talking. I think he played his first game in 765 days. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty interesting that it took that long for him to get back on the field. Uh, he's healthy. He feels good, which is great. I think he had a career-high 19 carries in that game, which was good. Um, you know, once he, got, once he got his sea legs under him a little bit, so to speak, man, he started rolling pretty good. And I, I can see some confidence on his – in his eyes right now, and I, I definitely can see him having an impact on our offense. It's good to have him back out there. When you have guys in your team, whether it's seniors, whether it's freshmen, who, who reach those first milestones, what type of spark do you see in them in the practices that come after that they want more of that field? Right. You know, most of them you do see that. Ryan Willis was he, – he's one that you absolutely see. I said it before, he loves football. He loves being out there. So it's fun seeing him do that. It was fun seeing Jeremiah Booker come off after that first catch. And he's running off and his eyes are big, like, you know, just really big eyes. And I was like, man, you got your first Division One catch, man. That's pretty cool, man. And he's like, yeah. And he just walked away. So I was, he was like, I'm ready to go now. You know, Emmanuel Moore, I don't, you know, nobody really talks about him, but he made a nice catch over there on an out route. And same thing, he came to the sideline and, you know, I said, hey, bro, you just made your first Division One catch. And he was like, yeah, I did. I, yeah, that's right. You know, so you, you got a lot of young guys out there. You get some, the, some funny responses at times. But it's good to see. I mean, that, that's fun, man. I remember my first catch, I mean, in, in collegiate football. I mean, I remember that. That's a big deal. It's a real big deal. Did you fumble? No, I held on to it. Held on to it. Thanks, y'all.